I was like, oh, we're, we're going to play three at the back. This is definitely going to happen. You're like, oh, this is not what happened. You would have said, you said, you said, you would have said, you oh, said. Would, would three at the back suit yeah. us? In fairness, I would have said, well, Kenny never played three at the back. It will never, happen. never, never happen. OTB AM live weekday mornings from 7.30 on the OTB Sports app. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. Uh, righto, it is 8.47, it's Friday morning, you're watching OTBAM, as I said, that live crappy quiz is still to come, and do keep your comments coming into us, but we're going to turn our attention to rugby now. Alan Quinlan, good morning to you. Morning, lads, how are you? Good, thanks. Um, let's start with the TikTok Six Nations, obviously into round two this weekend, and an opportunity for Ireland to bounce back from what happened the last time, but uh, he, uh, as in Greg McWilliams, has gone with the same 23 again, uh, Quinny, for the trip to Toulouse tomorrow afternoon. I, can't, I was almost surprised because a new coach, obviously sussing out his uh, players, they're just off the back of defeat. It almost seemed like the most obvious thing to mix it up a bit. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, I think he's he's obviously gone for a, a bit of continuity and tried to focus this week. It's um, um, tried to focus this week and just try uh, fixing the, the some of the things that went wrong last week and, and as obviously back to players. So. Um, they gave away a lot of penalties uh, last week, um, turned the ball over at the breakdown a fair few times, and it's not going to get any easier this week, you know, playing France and Toulouse. Ireland have never won in, in France, so it's um, it's a different task for them. But, um, you know, there's there's for and against, obviously, back in a group like this when, when you know, they lost the game disappointingly, disappointingly in, in the last probably 10, 15 minutes. It just got away from them. Wales were very good, but um, it's an opportunity for them to to maybe stick together, um, get some of those things that went wrong last week, try and be better at them. And um, yeah, like I say, it's a very difficult task, Adrian, going to France against a very powerful French side. So um, mm. it's a kind of a vote of confidence. So part of that kind of feel good factor coming into the game kind of continues, even though they would have been very very disappointed in losing last week and. You know, Greg McWilliams is obviously obviously back the same players to, to try and do a job and, and improve their performance. Yeah, well, look, it's a thankless task in a lot of ways. One last one on the, on the selection of it, because if you drill down into it, his expl- explanation around the Bevan Parsons um, selection on the bench. Um, firstly, he was talking about uh, Parsons being ridiculous, obviously in a good sense, being fully fit, raring to go, our most exciting player. And then in tandem with that, he said, uh, if she replaces one of the back three, it's as if that player did something wrong. What's your read on that? Um, yeah, look, she's she's an incredible player and um, scores scored a lot of great tries last year and um, unbelievably exciting. But I think Lucy Mulhall and Amy Lee Murphy-Crow have you know, they actually played quite well last week and Amy Lee Murphy Crow scores a brilliant try, Lucy Mulhall. I'm surprised I think Lucy Mulhall picked up a fairly heavy knock. Um and look, we don't know the ins and outs of maybe she wants her coming off the bench when the game loosens up a bit. Um she's still fairly inexperienced in the fifteen fifteens game, baby Parsons, but she's I don't know, I think you you'd probably he obviously has his reasons and wants that impact off the bench from her. She's an incredible player, but I think it's a it's an area that there's there's a lot of uh, a lot of pace in the Irish back three. So uh, maybe she will come off the bench when when the game opens up a little bit. But um, would it happen? 
you know, going forward, um, that she's she's a bench player. She's too good to be on the bench. Yeah. Um, there's obviously some reasons why she's she hasn't started these first two games. Yeah. Um, the backdrop, obviously, to the game is a huge defeat, obviously, to France in Dublin last year. It's the fact that most of these French players are on some version of a professional contract. It's the fact that, like, only the Ireland 7 players are on any kind of a contract. And even that, reading Clina Foley's piece with Amy Lee Murphy-Crow uh, during the week in The Independent, even that is... is um, not great, to put it mildly, in terms of the sums of money, to the point that most of them would have to have uh, part-time jobs. That's the context to all of this, Quinny. And like you say about like um, a tough task, a, a thankless task in so many ways, and, and like even listen to the language from the coaches and the players and the build-up build up to it, it's almost as if there's an acceptance that the result isn't going to go our way, but we're looking for other benchmarks of performance. Yeah, you have to be realistic. You know, France, uh, as you say, 56-15 last year, Dublin, um, Ireland beat Wales 45 nil in the in their game over in Cardiff last year. So maybe we'll see uh, that kind of last year's form book ripped up and Ireland going and winning France for the first time. Um, one of the main areas that's you know about performance, Adrian, it's it's about getting their set piece right. Um, a number of lineouts last week were overthrown. There was a timing issue. It wasn't as if Wales were up contesting each one of those. Um, it's hard in a couple of days to try and fix that, but um, you can. You can certainly make it better. I think dealing with the pressure of France and their physical power, which an area which Ireland struggled last week, um, it's just been a bit shrewder at game management, playing in the right areas. And I think, you know, I think they'll back themselves to, to maybe trouble France and score tries. Um, they scored some very good tries last week, so you know you have to be realistic here. It's it's a very very big tall order um but if you're greg mcwilliams and the players in that group they've got to be thinking more than just we'll get a performance and this is acceptable i think they've got to put pressure on themselves to try and you know take it to france and go after them when they have opportunities but it's pro there's probably going to be a bit of short-term pain here for for long-term gain about developing a game plan giving experience to these girls. Um, they're relatively inexperienced, lots of them. Um, so it's another tough task for them. You know, having 6,000 people there last week was was fantastic. France had 14,000 at their game, France against Italy. So this game, they could, it's going to be a very, very, very big, raucous crowd. Um, so they've got to deal with that. It's a new experience for them. But look, ultimately you hope, um, and deep down, they, they will hope that they can get a really good performance and, and score some tries. And But to win the game, it's going to be very difficult. The, the worry now, especially if the results uh, isn't great at the weekend, is that the gap actually gets bigger, Alan, right? That the, 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 If you're professionally, know yourself, I assume that you can look at amateur players and say to yourself, well, things are just going to get better and better for me while, while players are, relatively speaking, standing still from other nations who aren't professional. Yeah. There's nothing they can do about that on yeah. only try and get better themselves, you know, because, um, and to be fair, um, they're trying not to compare themselves or look at England, France, even what has happened in Wales. Um, I think ultimately they would all hope that at some stage they will be full-time and that, you know, being full-time, and I know from my own experience of what it does to, to the player and it gives you more opportunity to get in better physical condition learn more about the game, 
work day in day out with with your teammates and you undoubtedly improve so it's still a little bit of an unplaying uneven playing field um but i don't think they can focus on that at the moment um you know they've just got to try and get their own headspace right and i saw where um, greg mcwilliams was speaking the press that he wants to be respected and not liked um, I think everyone wants that situation as a sports person to try and earn respect. So they've got to earn the respect of each other and make sure they give it everything there tomorrow night and are tactically a little bit better um, that they've learned from you know some of the mistakes last week. And it's the same in, in any sport. If you're giving away penalties or, or infringements, you're going to make it more difficult for yourself. So they've got to be more disciplined. Um, their defence and their effort and their their application and uh, desire and everything last week was 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 brilliant but they've got to be shrewd in what they're doing as well and um learn from last week quickly so it's um uh, it's a tough tough situation at the moment but they've got to stay positive and i think people should still be positive about them hopefully uh, and this is the hope that they can be really competitive there and and make it a close game at least if not win it obviously everyone would love to see them go and win there but um, let's hope they're really competitive and they can give it a good shot. Uh, Leinster Munster, obviously, is the other thing we want to talk to you about uh, tomorrow night. Thomas Park, Ro- uh, Roy O'Connor's a story in the Irish Independent this morning that uh, the 27,000 stadium won't be sold out. There are several thousand tickets uh, still up for sale. Is it somewhat surprising in the context of the rivalry? It's a home game in Limerick. It's a lot of the big international players coming back. The eve of a Champions Cup match are you surprised like the timing of it is good is a good uh, slot potentially somewhat surprising that it's not sold out yeah very surprised I think I listened to you earlier talking about that um, reading headlines in the paper and I was I was pretty surprised that that is the situation um, there's obviously reasons for it I don't know those reasons um, maybe people are rugbyed out after Six Nations uh, there's a lot of confirmations communions on this weekend Um I don't know. It's a really good time. Seven o'clock on a Saturday evening for me is, is is a great time. And people, you'd imagine, would be really excited. This game at Christmas was sold out well before we even got near Christmas. I know it's been postponed. It's the postponed fixture. But um, it's a little bit surprising. But um, it is what it is at the moment. Uh, maybe it'll fill up. Up tonight, more. It doesn't um, point to any lack of interest in the fixture, Quinny. Doesn't in terms of the, like the rivalry. No, I don't there. think so. And and no, no, I don't think so. I think look, we and and to be fair, we've all been uh, talking about um, you know getting the internationals playing in this fixture. We've been given out about it over the years. That you know there's been it's been weakened by the lack of internationals in the round the Christmas fixture. So. Um, all those international players actually having a lot of minutes in their in 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 them in them this season, so they're all pretty fresh. Um, I know it's a um, um, a very important run in for 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 all the provinces. Europe is on next week, um, so I don't know. Maybe lots of people are going to the, to the Exeter game or waiting for the European home game, but it is a little bit surprising. But maybe they'll to, to fill up later on this evening. But still. Um, I'm sure the atmosphere will be decent there, um, depending on where the game is going. <laughs> if, if once you start the game well and, and are in the game, um, you never know. They've, they've, you know, obviously, I think the last six league fixtures they've lost. It's 2018 since Munster beat uh, Leinster home or away in in the league. 
Um, so there's two semi-finals and a final in there as well. So it's uh, they're probably badly in need. Maybe people are staying away because they're fearful that um, <laughs> it's just going to be it's going to be a Leinster win. Get out of that! that, that's, that's, that there's, there's no monster honestly, fan thinking that, is there? Well, look. If you ask anybody who knows about look, Leinster are favourites. They've they've come down here the last couple of times and won the game. Um, maybe some fans don't want to see that. <laughs> They're sick of it, maybe. But look, Leinster are very strong. Uh, Munster need to turn the tide and win this fixture. You know, when they won last year, um, it was six in a row. Um, is is that not what Munster fans pride themselves on? The, our backs are against the wall. Nobody expects us to do it, particularly against Leinster. And we're going to get out there and we're going to support our team over the line. And that's what we're about. Yeah, it's. I know. I I agree with what you're saying. Yeah, they are. Um, and the, you know, my experience amongst your fans over the years has been sensational. It's just been unbelievable to have them behind you and, and supporting you. But there's obviously some other reasons. I don't know. Mm. Um, maybe people will buy tickets today, and there'll be a late surge that will fill up. Um, but um, there probably is a little bit of a fear as well that. I'm sure the twenty thousand that are in there. I don't know how many are coming down from 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 Leinster, um, but I'm sure the twenty thousand that it's been mentioned at the moment that's how many are sold. It could be more. Um, I'm sure they're they're diehard, passionate rugby fans who want their team to do well. So I'm sure the support will be will be unbelievable there tonight. Anyway, at what point does this be- start becoming like a, a quite a pressurised situation? for Munster in this fixture against Leinster because like of course on paper you, you would say Leinster are better but they're not that much better than Munster on paper when you look at some of the, the, the players that Munster have like it's it's almost about time that this one-sided rivalry starts to turn a little bit It's pressure every time in this fixture I've, I've always said it and lots of former Leinster and Munster players have said it openly as well it's it's a different week um you know, it's one you want to win. Um, the, the headspace is totally different. There's there's a buzz and a nervous excitement. Um, I must say, I didn't, even though I love playing in the fixture, I didn't, I, and I've heard players say it as well, that they didn't particularly enjoy the week because it was just some sort of, a different sort of nervousness. You know, when you play big European games or semi-finals or finals, um, there's a nervous excitement and you really kind of look forward and you enjoy the whole thing. I didn't always enjoy this week because I don't know, it was maybe out of a fear of losing the game or just that you couldn't predict what was going to happen, particularly when the teams were probably more even and the results were over and back, if you if you know what I mean. Um, but there's pressure in this fixture every time. I think, you know, Munster have lost six. Um, Leinster, Munster won the Rainbow Cup fixture last year um, to kind of stop it being seven in a row. But that six in a row was was um, the most in this fixture, the most games Munster have lost in this fixture. So I think I've said it every time they've played in the last couple of years, there's, there's pressure and a desperation for Munster to win this fixture. I think Leinster now are probably in a more comfortable headspace as regards, you know, they've got a, a very dominant run going in, in, in this fixture. So there is a desperation and a need for Munster to try and um try and get a result and win this fixture. But you're talking about the quality of of, of players. Um, I think the balance that Leinster have, it's very evident on that there's there's so much depth. If you even look at the team that played against Connacht last week that Leinster put out, 
Um, I know there was a red card with Tom Daly, but the second half performance, the accuracy and the tries they scored, there's probably 13 or 14 players that come into the side um, from that team last week. So it's just, it's and they're all internationals, you know. So um, that top level quality, experience, mental strength, um, is there in abundance and I think Munster are trying to grow that um, certain areas they're a little bit weaker than, than what Leinster are at so for them tonight they've they've just got to without doubt and it goes without saying you've got to bring a physicality to this fixture and a real de- despair if you like to try and win it but you get an opportunity too you've got to take it and uh, I think Leinster have taken them in the last couple of years and been more accurate in what they've been trying to do so um that's, that's what Munster need to do to try and be in with a show to win in this fixture. There's a real rallying cry from Ronald Agar in the examiner this morning as well. He's um, talking about, he says, and he uh, sort of couches it in the um, uh, bear with me type uh, phraseology, but that the Leinster, uh, the Leinster game for Munster this weekend is more important in the long term than the back-to-back Exeter games. Uh I don't know. Is it? Um, I'm not entirely disagree, disagreeing with Ronan. I do believe psychologically they've got to beat a full-strength Leinster team um, to kind of turn that page. You know, winning in that Rainbow Cup game last year, Adrian, you know yourself and everybody knows um, that was a sec- uh, second-string stroke, third-string Leinster side. Some very good players in the field. It was a very strong Munster side. Um, and they had a chance of winning silverware. It obviously... Um, went pear-shaped after that from and they didn't win the Rainbow Cup um, but I think psychologically yes you've got to try and uh, uh, turn the, turn that page and, and um, get a different outcome um, but I think Europe next couple of weeks as well if once if Leinster lose if Munster lose the game tonight I don't think there's any shame in that and it's kind of not, not me thrown in the towel either because if I was preparing for this game this week I'd be incredibly determined to try and win no matter who Leinster put out but I think Europe in the next two weeks is incredibly important as well because you get into a quarter final and if you win those if you get come out of those back-to-back games and there's a lot to take from that as well you're, you're talking about but I think there's there's a lot as well not just the fixture and the league points for for Munster to try and get in the top two they've got to win this fixture They've probably got to got got to go to Kingspan Stadium in in Ulster and win that one as well, um, because at least we forget this is the first of two Leinster Munster games in the league. There's going to be another one in May, um, and you never know they may meet in the knockout stages as well. Um, so, yeah, look, there's a lot of relevance to what he's saying. Mentally, it would be huge. It would be huge if Munster to win this game, but um, Leinster are favourites and rightly so. You're calling it for Leinster, are you? I find it hard not to. Um, I'd love to, and I've probably called Munster a few times in this fixture. Um, do I feel that this is the one? Well, they're missing players in the back three, Earls, Conway, Mike Haley, I think Thebo as well. So it, uh, And Leinster do and have been very shrewd in their kicking game and hurting their back three and putting pressure on them. Um, when you think what will face them, James Lowe, Jimmy O'Brien, Keenan, you know, the, the two of those guys are starting throughout the Six Nations. So I, I'd be fearful, particularly in that area. Um, the front row, 
they're obviously more quality as well there. And you know, if you're letting, if Dan Sheehan plays and he's running right, it's mm. very hard to stop his his flow. So um, you've got to be realistic. I think um, I think Monster will 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 rally and and really throw the kitchen sink in them. And for them, Adrian to have any chance to get a the result, they've they've got to you know if they get a half a break or even a line break, they've got to make sure that they execute because that's where Leinster been very good in this fixture. Just different pressure points. Uh, being ruthless when they get into the scoring areas and and Munster haven't. But I think Munster have a great chance and I think they will they will run Leinster close in this game. One last one just to wrap before we uh, before we leave you quickly, Quinny, if you will. Chris Lita uh, off confirmed this week to join Johan van Graan at Bath. Damien Dialande leaving for somewhere outside of Europe. Uh, who knows? Uh, would you have wanted either of those to stay? Um, I don't want to be disrespectful to either of them. Um, I think, given the number of young back rows that have come through uh, that are kind of there now, that there's optimism about John Hadnett, Kendall, Kendall, and um, Jack O'Sullivan. Um, I think, you know, there's it's no surprise that Chris Clute is gone. I think he's he's been a very good servant, and anytime I've seen him play over the last number of years, he he puts everything in it. Um, he's had injuries. Um, so it's not a surprise he's gone. I would, I, I think if you if you were keeping one of them, you'd love to keep Dialinde. Um, yeah, I know Malachi Malachi Fekitoa is coming in, but um, I would have loved to have kept Dialinde there because we haven't seen. Um, I think it was Jerry Tornley during the week said it, and it's very it's very true. We we never really got to know Damien Dialinde. Uh, what a wonderful player, and to be fair to him. And neither of those players, you can't fault them for the effort and the commitment they've they've shown and tried to show in, in a monster jersey. But he's world class deal and it's um he's he's a top class player. But hopefully Fekito will come in and, and give them something different and hopefully they're on the right track of of um you know developing their game a little bit. There's still a lot of uncertainty. You know, obviously the coach's announcement it's not gonna come out in April Fool's Day. Hmm. I thought it would come out this week it was being speculated so I think it'll probably be early next week where we know what you know who the head coach is and what the plan is going forward yeah I'd normally say at this point of the week enjoy the rugby over the weekend Quinny it doesn't hugely apply to events tomorrow night uh, but uh, <laughs> you're a Connacht man Adrian I keep get saying out it, of it get out of it time to time to kill his mic go man cheers lads thanks Alan Quinlan on the line there it's a nightmare for me tomorrow night on absolute nightmare my wife has gone out and I have to put the kids to bed. The match is at seven o'clock. It's a disa- total disaster. Even if it's at eight o'clock, I could get to the bed, get them to bed a little bit early. There's three of them now. It's a disaster. Like there's the idea of a cheese board and wine is totally off the table. If I get to see bits and pieces of the first half, I'll be doing well. The entirety of the second half, I'd be delighted with. Maybe that's the time where the cheese board comes out. I mean, life is really tough. Like that's it's a, it's a disaster. Yeah, not, like it honestly is. Wine and cheese board, yeah. Even and, to just to sit down and without distraction watch uh, watch the game. Yeah, like I mean, by the game, I mean you got to be careful here. There's cork and ward for people potentially listening. Yeah. The game could be something very different to them. Well, that's you know what I'm talking about. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar.